Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair George William Trombley Virtual, realizing I hadn't written down the name of the podcast <laughs> on the top of our pad. So now, while I wrote it, while, oh. while we made beautiful music, and now it says, To Think in the Tank. <laughs> <laughs> to Think in the Tank, or not To Think in the Tank. Alistair... Um, I, you know, one of the things I love about you is that you insist on writing the name of the podcast at the top of every single pad. Yeah. And um, I love that it delays the start of every podcast by a good two seconds. Yeah. Two seconds that I could be using for all sorts of other things because that's how highly productive well, I think am. Think about this. Alistair. Two seconds every mm. week. That's mm. over the course of a, of a, of a year. Um, mm. That is... Uh, f- f- 104 seconds, seconds that you could be using to yep. raise one of your children yep. maybe tell them that's right maybe tell them don't do drugs or something like that well i mean all this information they're missing out on that's yeah that's one uh one and uh two-thirds minutes that you know that's when i would be telling them that i i'm proud of them and that i love them i'd, I'd allocated that time for that mm. and and now that's just not going to get done and who knows how they're going to grow up do you think if you mm. you know how like some parents allow their their children to do mm. to drink alcohol or do drugs with them? Mm. Think, I'd rather them yeah, try heroin. it with me than yeah. smoke some crack than to be out there, <laughs> you know, with yeah. God knows who smoking crack. Mm. Same with um, you know, with with sort of bare knuckle fist fighting. I'd rather they do it with me. Yeah, well, you know, don't you think that at your kids' age where they're still kind of scared of a lot of things? Mm. that maybe an experience with a drug at this point. You could say, now mm. we're about to do drugs, kids, right? <laughs> and you get them to do a drug and it feels so weird and it feels so foreign to them that they might be so yeah. scared by it. Scary. Because they're all under mm. five, right? They're all under f- five, right? Yep. Well, yep. So don't you think that would be a good way to just nip it in the bud? I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, yes, they're, so, they're already so scared of everything. They're so fragile at this age. I'd probably have to give them a lot less drugs it would be in cheaper order to achieve for you. the same <laughs> level of scaring them straight. It would be, it, 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 that would be cheaper for me in the long run. And I like this a lot, Alistair. Mm. And you know how there were the, those people who do like the four-hour um, four work week? Yep. Right? What I'm going to do is like the six-month parenting. Yeah, 60-minute okay? parenting. And, yeah, <laughs> but I don't know if that's like sixty minutes a week, or if that's just sixty minutes, really early on when they're like three years old, and you give teach them so many big lessons in that time yeah. 
that it then you can just coast. Yeah, because what's the big you know? things that you need to keep them away from? Mm. Drugs. Yes. Gosh. Yes. Um, gosh forbid that they. Uh, the the alt right. Okay. Yeah. So then, how would we scare um, them from that? We show them what it's like to be alt right for a second. We show them that vi- 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 video <laughs> of Richard Spencer getting punched in the head. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That seemed to. It seemed to have an effect for a while. It certainly had an effect on on Richard Spencer's uh, public profile. Yeah, <laughs> that's is, true. Is is a lot of the appeal of people on the alt right that everybody assumes that they're immune to head punches? Yeah, I'm not sure. It, and then yeah. it, I mean, we have to prove individually one by one that they, like everyone else, don't have a natural immunity. Well, why would to head if punch. they were going to get if they were thinking that they were going to get punched in the head? Why would they do their hair mm. so nice? Yeah, it's true. You know, so worth <laughs> worth thinking about. Yeah, Hitler had a real um, real floppy fringe, didn't he? I think so. Yeah, I haven't actually watched. We don't that talk much. about that enough. I didn't. Has there been a documentary on Hitler's fringe? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, there there must be at least somebody contact SBS. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there must be because it feels like there's you know there's stuff on every aspect and maybe even uh, hitler's hair dresser yes that's right there's probably somebody the out there right now who knows that their great-grandfather or their f- grandfather was hitler's mm. barber or something who who did trim the mustache oh yeah you think yeah i guess yeah. it it must be difficult once you have such a public mustache to try to keep it in. oh yeah i think we could probably investigate, but I strongly suspect that, you know, the when you become a dictator, yeah. the facial hair that you have when you become a dictator gets locked in place. <laughs> you look at look at Fidel Castro, that beard. Yeah. Okay. You look at um <laughs> I think Stalin's mustache was probably pretty pretty defined. I I think it's part of like you you change your you change your facial hair. Yeah. People s- start to think if he'd made a mistake about that mustache, what else is he wrong about? You know, Mugabe. You know? Mugabe had like kind of like a Hitler mustache, but mm. it was all in the indentation. Yeah, it was buried there in the in the gully. Yeah, what's that called? The uh, the in, that's not the the filtrum. The filtrum. Is that the filtrum? Yeah, it's either the filtrum or the uvula. Do you think the uvula would sit actually quite nicely mm. in the filtrum? weird isn't it that like it's almost like yeah the little area where that was yeah. for instead of being like a weird mm. um stormwater drain for snot <laughs> um, it, it could be a place where you could lay say, say a fallen uvula <laughs> you know say somebody say you're my son my son you're, you're, so i've got identical twin sons one of them doesn't have a uvula what so one of the ways you can tell them apart <laughs> oh. how strange is that no uvula no uvula. There's just a void. There's a gap. Interesting. Do you think that says anything about a their chasm. character? Don't tell me which one. One of them. <laughs> I don't. One of them does very act a lot more uvula yeah. than the other. Uh, and I'd always struggle to put my finger on it. The uvula, that is, because it's at the back of the throat. And, it, and in and the if case you, of one of them, it doesn't exist. And, and if you do lay a finger on it, they vomit. <laughs> God's forbidden fruit, the uvula, not meant to be touched. Do you think somebody's actually stolen it? Do you think, have you checked the other ones? Um, 
the other one's uh, Fulcrum. Mm. Fulcrum? Yeah, well, I think uh, Fulcrum. Uh, that's where you can balance them in order to create a good leverage effect. Uh, Filtrum. Filtrum. Um, no, I haven't, but I think maybe the uvula is one of those body parts that you could steal without people noticing. Well, I mean, and if you did want to yeah. build a new man, you would probably have to build him out of appendices and uvulae. Well, but then there's also other bits. Like there's definitely a bu- some skin that you could. There's a lot of skin that you could take and and keep people alive. Yeah, sure, but they would notice. Sure, people would. I notice. mean, I think there's a chance people would notice their appendices and and uvula are gone. But the important thing is that you're keeping another. You're you're, you're creating two people out of one person. Mm. Mm. We know that somebody can live with just half a hemisphere. I think I don't um, just one hemisphere of the brain. Of the brain, yeah, yeah that's so. Wait, what, what? What? You take the other hemisphere, give yep. it to another brain. Now you just need a brain stem. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> you need to find somebody who was born with two brain stems. And that's the lizard brain, so you could probably puppies. just get that from a lizard. There you go. I wonder. Take the brain, the stem, from some old lizard. Take the uvula from one of my twins. <laughs> Is this a song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, Take the legs off some old table. Is that a song? Legs off some old table? Know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, is the four-hour parenting week or the 60-second, 60-minute uh, parenting? parenting? I think that's a sketch idea. Yeah, it's yeah, mostly great. early uh, terror. Now, uh, while you were, you know, you were talking about um, people would notice if their appendix was gone. Yeah, I think that um, now that we've perfected the technique of keyhole surgery, which is where you can go in through an existing orifice mm-hmm. potentially, or just make a very, very small incision. You want to try and get take to something it. out and leave barely a. a, a now you want to move on to I, key card surgery, where you just hold I a card on the outside of their body. Entry. And, yeah, and then, great. And then it, you wait for it to beep, and then the thing is mm. just gone. I look, you know, the way we've got, you know, how you can um, put a magnet under a table, and then you can move a paperclip around on the top. Yeah. Right. What I want is I want to get people to be able to swallow a swallow a razor blade. Yeah. Okay. And then I uh, use a series of big magnets placed outside their body to snip and chop my way through the things that I need to uh, snip and chop so like inside. A, like a safari, you know, adventurer go- making their way through the jungle. Mm, yes. <laughs> I hack my way through. So this is the thing. There's no external scarring or damage the inside is a real mess shredded (laughs) you're like an elephant passing through the passing through a a, a village made of reed huts (laughs) cutting a swathe but no uh no no signs of uh of entry yeah Um, Um, no cosmetic damage yeah it's a real real sort of no, not, it's, no, it's not a real Trojan horse scenario. <laughs> uh, Somebody left a this giant horse if you put gun the... outside of our city. <laughs> <laughs> we should, we should bring it in. <laughs> ah! Um, Alistair, 
Uh, yeah, no, no, I like them. Last week, we, I mean, this, this, this also brings me to last week we were talking about. Oh, by the way, last week we were, I recorded at my sister's yeah. house, and today I'm recording at my parents' house. Oh my goodness! So, um, see if you can notice a particular acoustic quality that runs through the different houses of the Matthews mm. clan. I'm sure, someone. We might have a distinctive um, level of reverb. Yeah, someone's probably there's probably an atmosophile uh, mm. uh, sort of somewhere in in in, in the listenership who is mm. absolutely having a really good day. Uh, well, a real roller coaster for them. Do you think so? Do you think uh, they're more like a cat? Well, because I think if, if it's a cat who's a atmosophile, <laughs> they'd be like, oh, you changed my environment. I'm freaking out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where um, to put down my ears. <laughs> you should rub butter on my ears. I don't know. Is that a thing? Earbuds. What's that? Headphones. Apparently, if you rub butter on a cat's paws when it's in a new environment, it freaks out less. I don't know if that's true. It might be something that's just in Terry Pratchett. So is that uh, is that an old wives' tale? If you things that are in the real world, if you put a I cat, could be. if you put a cat in a new environment, and by that I mean a hot surface, um, mm. then rub <laughs> butter on those burns. <laughs> you 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 cooking a cat? Is that what's happening here? Well, only momentarily. You're, You're only uh, cr- cr- browning the outside to increase the be- ah. to, to better the flavor that their footprints leave. Sure. Um, so last week we were talking about uh, how you might be able to not cure a disease, but you could herd it, uh, in, and then people would spit it out into buckets. Yeah. But I was thinking that a way that we could achieve this is. We seem to have demonstrated an ability to breed smaller and smaller dogs. Yeah. And I think we should start doing that for medical purposes. You know how science doesn't progress linearly and you've got to have a lot of different irons in the fire if you want to cure all disease? I think there should be at least one group of scientists or agricultural scientists maybe, people who are used to working with sheepdogs, who are pursuing the, the, uh, the angle of just breeding smaller and smaller sheepdogs. Yeah. Until we can get them so that they can fit inside the body, and then you would get uh, a you know an expert drover, a medical grade drover, yeah. to come in yeah, yeah. to the to the operating chamber while they inject these tiny dogs into your bloodstream, and then he just you know he whistles and he says get away back there, get away back there, while following the dogs with the ultrasound yeah. as they chase the. The tumor or the uh, the viral Jeez, load or whatever it is. Yeah. How do you... <laughs> a tumor with legs. <laughs> One of those. Uh, I'm I mean, sorry. That's what, that's, what I, that's what I call our bloody prime I'm minister. Sorry, the cancer is now in your breast. Oh, the cancer spread <laughs> to my breast. No, it's a run there. It's, so it's it's moving. It's, it's on the it's on the it's move. On the run, but don't worry, we got a totally we've got a, it's got spooked. You know what's good about this idea, Andy, is mm. that up until now, Hollywood hasn't had a reason to create a third Babe movie, <laughs> right? But now that we have tiny yes. dogs like this that can go through your bloodstream and whatnot and chase tumors, now finally yeah. their abilities can be surpassed by that. Of a pig, a regular sized small pig, right? Um, the indeed. talking pig, yes, and then a talking, pig. and then the, the 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 pig will go outside of the person, you know, maybe their owner, 
that old guy. Mm. He'll, you mm. know, he looks like he's getting to about cancer age, right? And yep. and he, you know, he's all oh, that'll dives into his butthole. No, no, no! It just does it from the outside. It's just oh, a regular right. pig. The pig doesn't change size. Yeah. Okay, and then it just starts going. Tumor ram you, tumor ram yeah. you. Great to the to the carcin- to your clan be to true. the carcinogens to your clan be true. Mm. Like that, and then it comes up out of and his he mouth. Goes, <laughs> Oh, I like mean, that. that sounds disgusting, but compelling. Yeah, it's a med- medical and, miracle. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I mean, it, you know, it, they were getting darker anyway. Pig in the City was a much darker film. So I think we're ready for this <laughs> for this story. Um, um, and I think it's a sketch idea. <laughs> Here's another idea for you, Alistair. All right? Yeah. Um, I don't, uh, I don't get... I, I, I love receiving mail. I love going to the letterbox to receive mail. But uh, everything's email these days. So what I do is I keep my laptop in the letterbox and I go walk to the end of the driveway to check my check my emails. Do you think? Do you think we could get people to start doing this? Yeah. Well, people sick are sick of being on their phone all the time. Mm, and some yeah. and some people are sick of um, not being able to get money from stealing laptops because they're all in people's houses out of letterbox. <laughs> and so now that they'll be in the exactly, so, so it feels like there's an alignment of values finally mm. um, between yeah. thieves and uh, regular sort of victim folk, us victims. I suppose another way we could do it is we could. Um, put all our emails onto floppy disks and turn all the letterbox, letterbox slots into floppy disk drives. Yeah. And then we could have um, still have the regular postal service, but they just take floppy disks from house to house, inserting them into floppy disk drives. Yeah. Now, I don't... I don't. This is a good alternative history. <laughs> we loved. We love to come up with alternative steampunks. Yeah. Right. This is floppy disk punk, <laughs> and this is where the highest technology that humanity achieved froze at the floppy disk. Yeah. So this is our version of the internet. Sure. And you know, you, to get faster download speeds, you're always just trying to increase the speed of those little posty bikes that they drive around the the footpaths on yeah. to get the floppy disks to the to the recipient faster. I like that. I like that a lot. It's um I mean I would I'm I'm quite tempted to to rig something like this up. There are so many old floppy disk drives out there. Do you think so? Moldering in in garages as well as yeah. scullying. <laughs> Mm, yes. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Alistair. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, look, I've I've written floppy disk punk. I do like the idea yeah. of floppy disk punk. And what kind of funny hat and goggles do they wear? <laughs> well, oh, do they think always... they wear they wear that little circle thing at the back of the floppy disk? 
I'm not sure. Do you, when you think of floppy disk, do you think of the actual floppy disk, or do you think of the one with the metal slot that that the kind of the metal thing that moves and it's a bit it's a bit hard. Yeah, I think of the metal thing that moves. I like that yeah. rectangular shape. But I'm not saying that they couldn't take out that inner bit, that inner floppy bit, and uh, yeah. and sort of have that over one of their eyes as a kind of a goggle for some reason. You know, that could be part of the virtual reality. Uh, or augmented reality thing that they've got going when they have a little reader on their glasses mm. frame and then it's able to display on or off <laughs> at a, a very basic level of augmented, augmented reality where it can just turn on or off a little LED in the corner of your eye, in the corner of your vision to indicate whether or not um, there is uh, water nearby. Mm. Fucking hell. And... And what would we do? Fucking hell, Alistair, I got nothing. Fucking hell, water. I just thought if Fucking you, I, thought, I didn't even listen to that last, but I had already assumed that you were just saying <sighs> whether or not a floppy disk was loaded in. Yeah, and okay, I, I, I signed off. I started thinking about something else. I was going to talk about how, how hard it was to get so much, like a bigger file over eight disks. Yeah. Well, you could you'd you'd come up with some sort of thing which was like a cube of just of stacked floppy. Well, disks. there was there used there was a thing that in which I think Zip used to do it, where it would allow right. you to load a zip file onto multiple floppy disks. See, this is the this this is that was the golden age of floppy and disks. and the golden age for Zip. I know yeah, I know Zip is still sure. around, but it doesn't. Mm. It, you know, it it's it's not as such a big part of our life. We don't need to reduce well, things by seem, one or two meg anymore. It doesn't seem to do much now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a time. Well, you know, you have some really big file. You think, you know, it's a couple of hundred meg. You're like, I think I'll, I'll zip this and that'll, that'll, that'll save me some large amount of data. And it just shaves off one or two meg. And you're like, oh, there's a lot of, Hassle. And you know it's a, yeah. Now I got to unzip this. I know, what a pain in the ass having to right click, decide whether it's extract here into the downloads folder with everything mm. else, right? Mm. Or decide to create oh. its own <laughs> folder, right? And then we're like, okay, now I'm going to a fucking thing full of folders, which doesn't sort properly when you sort from, you know, like, uh, you know, from most recent or whatever. Suddenly the folders have their own section, they can't just be in the regular order with everything else. No, the folder's oh, on a file. I think the desktop is dead. I haven't seen my desktop on my laptop for so long. What? Because I just never shut it down. And I never close anything. And I never look for anything in folders. Where do you... I just use the search. I just save things wherever they go. And then I use the search bar yeah. to find them. Because the search is so fast now. And it's quicker than just clicking through... Oh, I'm going to fucking click on this no, folder, not, click on that on folder. Windows. No, it's all clicking no, still on Windows. No, it's just an amorphous... No, 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 Windows, amorphous, man, you'll be clicking... It's a bucket. <laughs> man. Just everything. I keep everything in the downloads folder Windows probably, users... Or, you know, or just save to the desktop Wind- in a big pile. What? And this is, this, is my, this is my idea for um, some 2021 stand-up that's for the everyman. He goes, Windows yeah. users... They'd be clicking. They'd be clicking and looking mm. at the desktop, but Apple <laughs> users, they like to search. They're using that. Uh, they're using that search bar. They're, that's really good. They're, they're typing little letters into their keyboard still. <laughs> Where's those? 
How much is over here? Click it. Widows. No, forget it. Okay, I don't know what I'm doing now. Um, we should, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's good gear. Um, we should mention that we've finally settled on a date for uh, 300th episode. It's going to oh. happen this weekend. Uh, this coming this weekend. weekend, the sixth of the November, sixth we're probably going to start at we're probably going to start at six six a.m. on the sixth in on Melbourne time, yep. and uh, and then we're going to just go until we can no longer go. We'll put some links on our Twitter and Facebook and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so I think that, that yeah, there's going to be a live stream, and then I'll upload the episode as soon as I can after that, but. Last time it took a while because there were it was too big <laughs> for for Acast to handle. Yeah, uh, we we broke their platform. Yeah, uh, no one it's you know no one had thought that they would do this. Like you know phone numbers, they were like ah we'll only need about six digits for this. That's right. There's never going to be more than hundred thousand people who want phone numbers. Well, guess what. And they had to the like future. they had to add some more metal drums in there that spun or whatever they did. However, the dialing thing worked. Oh, definitely spinning metal drums. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know what it is. Spinning metal drum. Where punk. it's at. Mm. <laughs> That's when the the most advanced technology that we had ever created was spinning metal drums, and they only spin when they're rolling downhill. Oh. I remember. I remember when that was big. <laughs> Those were the days. Take me back. I yearn to go back. They didn't even discover what oil. The, what were the other punks we came up with? I think we came up with penis punk, where everything was just, was <laughs> powered by various disembodied penises. Oh, I think there might have been one that was uh, actually like a gravitational potential energy thing, where it was just everything was just throwing rocks off of things. That's <laughs> great. And then you wrote copper punk, where you know we never progressed. To wireless technology, everything was just a cable, yeah. still connected to longer and longer cables. And that might have been. I guess you would need whole teams of people whose entire jobs were just untangling things. Oh yeah, the untanglers. Because at the moment, untangling is very much just a, an individual responsibility. Mm. You, it's a solitary, it's a sad and solitary project done by amateurs. But, yeah, exactly. But it would be nice to have a professional detangler. It may be in a mall, like the guy who can cut your keys, but you can just go there and you take a big, big 40-litre tub of all your plastic tub, of all your cables and everything. That is all you just drag it out of whatever drawer or shed that you keep it I in. You take it down there. Uh, yeah, and, and his job. Or their, or, or, or her to, job, or, or their, their job, or their job is just to sit there, um, there to sit there, or to sit he, or, or to sit, sit her. her, or there, <laughs> uh, and, or there, and just untangle, th- and then you come back at the end of the day, and they're beautifully coiled with a little, little, you know, cable tie, little felt cable tie thing around them. Oh, maybe he's even clean, he, or they, or she, or she has even cleaned the. The plug ends and or, that sort of thing, or washed, sort of, or washed and put little, little bits of, um, uh, you know, any nicks or 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 slight damage to the sheathing. They've put a little heat shrink over there, yeah, oh, or, mm, or oh, cold your, shrink. Your cables are beautiful. 
Or cold shrink, sure. Or, or warm expand. Oh, yes. Or uh, cold expand. Yeah, over all of those little little nicks and chinks of the... Oh, sorry, I said that word. In the, in the coating. Or, hon- anyway, or, is that a or honkies. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> oh. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I, came to, uh, <laughs> I came to a peak. Um. <laughs> is, that, is that anything? A little untangled guy? Yeah, yeah I'll write it down. Uh, you know, yeah, great. I mean, it could be it could be a documentary about this guy. It could be a it could be a dreams of sushi kind of yeah, guy. Like I you mean, know? and he just I like thinking he's so good at it. Well, I, I like thinking it's a thing that it's a documentary from the point of view of 150 years from now, and mm. the person who's made the the documentary is called S- Stephen Untangler, mm. right? Because names come from. From jobs, your job, had, your profession, right? and he and it's a person who's looking into the origins of their name. Mm. What well, what is Untangler? So of course, it, it, Stephen now lives in a fully wireless world. You know, maybe even you know there is no physical uh, properties at all of anything. Ah, yeah. The Earth okay. was getting too hot. We couldn't stay physical. We just became a, a gas. Or a little pulse. I started reverberating, bouncing back and forth. Mm. I think you could have a form of life. I wouldn't be surprised if if Star Trek hadn't done this. You could have a form of life mm. that only exists in those charged particles that bounce back and forward in the um, magnetic field of the Earth. Yeah, you know, it's made up of a sort of a pattern um, that evolves over over eons. Eons. Uh, eons. Eons. Yeah. Like- uh, like McKellen and, and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in in up up there, you know, we could never um, understand or communicate or connect with it because it's so alien to us. But it it is there. I think this is good because it it could it it new generations could form every time it bounces back in the other direction. Of course. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You know what? Of course. I had to start. I had to start thinking about this thing. I had to. Mm. And mm, no, you got you got stuff to think about, Alistair. It's just so because. But do you have a sketch idea based on that? Like the uh, based on the li- form of life bouncing back and forth in the magnetosphere. Andy, that's no. that's not that's not so crazy. Um. Yeah, but it it it's impossible. It's it's so abstract and so. I just don't see that there's any way to make it funny. So I think the Untangler guy. I'd like to see a story where um, it's just this one little weirdo who's really good at untangling things and has this stall that people go to when they're really in trouble. You know, simple old guy. That's what he does. But then there's this massive geo storm that tangles up every single electrical, um, like. A line in their entire power grid, and the only way to restore civilization is for this guy. They they go and get him, and they take him to the highest halls of power, and with his untangled brain and his skills honed in his little shop, 
He saves the world. Uh, or they. Or the uh, the space. He saves space. Mm. Oh, Andy, I, I'm so sorry. I've, I, I tried to split my attention so that I could talk to you about this other thing. And then I have That's no okay, idea what you said. There. Just tell me what to write down. No, fucking. There's, I mean, it's just to untangle guy, a, a movie about him saving the world because he untangles all the world's power cables after a geostorm. Untangler mm. saves world after. Yeah. We could call the and you know the movie will do well because we're going to call it Tangled Two or Two Tangled. Yeah, two. And it'll get all the people who really like that Rapunzel movie. I listened to a podcast with a guy called Wolfram. Um, hmm. Is that the bloke who came up with Wolfram, Wolfram Alpha, that thing that was going to answer all everybody's questions or whatever? Possibly, yeah. I think so. Uh, Stephen Wolfram. Right. And he's, got, he's doing some physics project that is you know, attempting to lead towards some theory of fundamental theory of everything. The theory, the fundamental theory of physics, and yep. one of the things that he was talking about in this podcast was the a space particle. Oh, fucking! They got to have a fucking particle for everything, haven't they? Yeah, I bet they. These physicists, they just sit around in a circle, drinking and smoking and challenging each other to come up with new particles. Well, and yeah, and that it- I want six new particles on my desk by the end of the day, <laughs> Jenkins, or your ass is out of here. Is um you better wave all particle to your ass. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. Sorry, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Not just wave to your ass. All particle to your ass. The rest of you is staying here, by the way. Because I came up with the theory about the arse, rest of you, duality of man and developed a way to separate the arse from the rest of the body. Anyway, um, Alistair, yeah. what were you saying? No, I, I think, I don't know. I just, just the idea that, you know, space itself is something, even though it's kind of nothing. And I just thought that was felt like something. Um, but Yeah, it makes me really angry. Yeah. <laughs> It makes me really angry because I already can't. I, I've already had it with these fucking particles that are forces that are this and that are that. I can't get my head around it. Mm. All right, and this kind of shit. You know, gravity is also a particle now. Everything's a fucking particle now, yeah. and I, I can't conceive of it, and I'm unwilling to do the work to try and conceive of it. And I just wish they would stop it. This is my version of, <laughs> of being angry at political correctness and woke culture. It's these new fucking particles. I'm not going to learn their names. I'm not going to refer to them as what they want to be referred to as. <laughs> I'm going to refer okay? to them. They're all atoms to me. <laughs> yes. You're an atom um, or you're a force and that's it. This is the subatomic bigot. <laughs> the Newtonian... <laughs> I'm I'm not learning any of the stuff beyond Newton. I think it was I it mean, was easy to understand back then. Mm, I mean, wave particle is a kind of duality, uh, kind of non-binary thing that you know people would struggle to get on board with. I think even Einstein, you know, he was progressive up to a point. 
he was he was as open-minded as anyone, but he couldn't get on board with quantum physics. Yeah. He thought it was yuck. He thought it was unnatural. Ah, <laughs> uh, he was a So do you think do you think Einstein was actually a Newtonian bigot? No, he was a relativist. He was a relativist, sorry. Uh, he was an Einsteinian, but and even though he was responsible for coming up with quantum quantum Do you think uh, he could have been an Einsteinian? Indirectly. I mean, I think it's not like he was following the teachings of Einstein. <laughs> I mean, oh, but then again, then yeah, again, I, mean, I it's suppose a, it's he... a good question. Is it was Jesus a Christian? No, couldn't have been. No, couldn't have been. No, it was just a guy. A Christian, like there weren't, weren't there weren't Christian churches till way after, um, like a priest and things like that. <laughs> mm. There was no priests to teach Jesus anything. Yeah. Um, look, I'm going to say that that's enough of sketches because I think subatomic bigots are oh, very fun yeah. idea. I'm not loading any other right. names. <laughs> uh, they want me to call them this or that. Quirks and blocks and schnots. Just use regular words. <laughs> um, so we've got three words from a listener. Um Mm. And uh, because, as you know, I didn't write anything down on the page before we started. So let me just go into here. All right. Well, this is definitely something that hasn't been hasn't been used yet. So um, this is from James Roy. 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 He was a special boy. Yeah. Uh, he couldn't be separated from his toy. He had a silly cup of soy that he drank until his death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, good. I feel like we're getting a little insight into what the 300th episode is going to feel yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, at least today we're doing something first thing in the morning, so we're fresh right now. I know. This is the most mm. fresh we've been in an episode for a long time. It's the le- we're zinging and we're pinging. Least amount of children we've had in, on our episode for a long time. <laughs> and they, my, my kids are just right outside the door. Oh, here. There's, a, there's just the slightest membrane just between you. Mm. It's like you're, you're just wearing podcast pants and they're just on the outside. Um, in my podcast pants. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, is, this, is a, this will be a thing. Special clothes for podcasting. <laughs> we should... <laughs> Market a line of tactical podcasting. Sure, yeah, yeah. clothes. Camo. <laughs> uh, to, to decrease the chance of somebody talking to you from who isn't nothing. Who knows? Who knows exactly what form it'll take? It'll have some kind of padding uh, on the elbows for resting them on the bench. Obviously, yeah, one of the noise to major them. points of wear. It, they could even have a sort of a a pop guard uh, that sort of is built into the to the shoulder uh, with a little little cable that you can lever up to in front of your mouth, and then if you're caught in an emergency pop car- podcasting situation and you don't have your pop shield there, where you got is your microphone, yeah, you're able to lever that up there and you can go in seconds. Po- you never know when a podcast is going to break well, out. That's true. Especially among the people that we hang out with. Mm, yeah. um, That's my dream, to be able to 
go, go, go. Podcasting jacket. And it has, oh, this is actually an idea. All right, it's a podcasting jacket. You put it on, it's a bit like a fly fisherman's vest, and it has everything built into it, everything that you need be good. To, to podcast. It'd be good if it, we had those big fly fisherman pants, the big rubber ones. Mm, waders. So that you could also... But when you want to wade into a thorny issue. If it had, well, also if it had a toilet in there, a basically a port a loo that's just around your junk so that you could be going at any point. You never have to leave the room. <laughs> yeah, that's It's like the a dream. portable port a mm. You don't... You didn't see, Podding and pooping. You didn't see how fun, how fun that was? The portable port Anyway, all good. Oh, sorry. Alistair. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it is good. I didn't, I didn't honestly. Um, so, I'm um, just walking a podcasting outfit. Cool pants, no jacket. There we go. <laughs> Great. Anyway, James Roy. James Roy. James Roy. James he is my favorite boy. boy. He, he had us. a silly cup of soy that he drank until he died. <laughs> James Roy. Um, so James Roy. Uh, what do you think James Roy's words were? The first word. Uh, noodle. No. No. Oh, okay. now, the first word was carp. But carp. Carp. Spelt. With a K. So ah. I would say that that s- implies it's probably a Pokemon uh, kind mm. of carp. But the the only kind of carp in Pokemon is magic carp. Now, I don't know if that's a a species because I, I don't know any other carp in Pokemon. But magic yep. carp is the only one. It t- turns into Gyarados. Um, but there could be other species that are yet to be discovered in future Pokemon series. Yeah, I'm 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 really excited to see what they can um, what they can discover. Yeah, one of the weakest Pokemon, but then world. it turns you know then it turns into this great. It almost has no moves. It just basically flip flops on the ground, <laughs> um, and then. But they they that that's a fun thing that they device that they came up with where you know starting with something that seems. Harmless, and then it can turn into something really amazing. Yeah. That's satisfying on a fundamental, you know, ugly duckling, um, very hungry caterpillar yeah. level. Yeah, I yeah. think there's, we're drawn to those stories, aren't we? Exactly. Absolutely. Water boy. It's it's Adam Sandler's Water Boy all over again. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's very fitting for a Magikarp to be a Water Boy. Mm. Essentially, yeah. Water Boy um, wrote that. Was was just a rewriting of the Magikarp story, um, the old, um, you know, the the man with a thousand masks. What was his name? Joseph Campbell obviously tells us that you know that we we rewrite the same stories over and over again. And and one mm. of the uh, mm. one of the classic uh, archetypes is of course the Magikarp. Yeah, one of them. One of the other classic archetypes is of course the script writing manual. Ah, yes, which. <laughs> Everyone tells a version of that as well. Yes. Um, all right. The second word is kangaroo, but with a C. Alistair. Oh, very clever. But no, it's proceed. Also with a C, though. <laughs> there also would be prokeed. Carp. Proceed. Yeah. Okay. And lozenge. Lozenge? No, but I, f- I think that's something that you guess. You guess a lot. Um, uh, no, no. The third one is entangle. Wow, I mean, it feels like it's uh, it's basically our idea that we already came up with. What is it? The tangled, 
movie. Um, yeah, but involving except except with the person is a carp. Yeah, and and what we're getting stuck in it's like sort of um, mm. like it's um, it's catfish kind of whiskers. Mm. Catfish whiskers. Oh man! Uh, so do those whiskers do catfish whiskers sting you in some way? Uh, good question. I don't think so. No, I think they use them to detect electro. Elect- uh, microelectrical currents in the water to hunt their prey in the muddy rivers down south. Um, but I don't think the whiskers sting ya. I don't think. They do look like they could have some tentacly, tendrily stingy properties, but people catch catfish just by shoving their finger in the water. No- they call it noodling for catfish, don't they? That's why I guessed that word, obviously. Noodle. You guessed That's why noodle came to mind. That's what I was picking up on. You're picking up on noodles. Yeah, yeah, and then they you just stick your finger in the water. The catfish think it's a worm or something. You just hook them with your finger, mm. pull them out. Yeah, eat them straight away. Still flopping. Oh, I mean, if you could do now, that with your tongue, do you think you could do that with your tongue? Mouth catching. Mm. That's a thing that we as humans don't get to do. That almost every other creature in the in the animal kingdom. Yeah, we are quite is a mouth catcher. Yeah. <laughs> We're quite, we're quite, um, yeah, we're quite reluctant actually to go hunting with our mouths. Our mouth really is it, you know, tries to stay uh, at arm's length. I think uh, from the from the hunting. I process. mean, I think a bunch of mouth hunters, you know, people who think that mm. they're the most extreme, <laughs> go back to the way that they do it in nature. <laughs> that is, I think that's really fun. Yeah, they they keep their hands behind their back. They yeah, they tie them there. And it'd be. <laughs> It's it, this could be a new kind of paleo. Yeah, it's the mouth hunting diet, and you know, it's uh, forget about going back to what our cavemen ancestors Go back to that weasel ate and how they lived. Yeah, <laughs> what about our our weasel ancestors? <laughs> it's unnatural for us to to eat anything that we can catch with our mouths. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I like that these mouth hunters <laughs> who like to go back. And like I mean, you know, I still want people to be hunting the same kind of things that they hunt with guns. You know, I want I want there to be mm. somebody trying to take down a moose. I want there to be somebody trying to take down a, a bear. Sure. I think you could do it if you hunted as a pack, wolf style. Yeah. Like a hyena or whatever. How weird is it that hyenas aren't dogs? They're some other fucking thing. Yeah, right. God, they scare me. Yeah. I think of all the creatures, hyenas are probably the scariest to me. Because I think they they look, they look, already look like a mutant. Yeah. And they ha- that, that laugh, they've got a real, that's a real kind of jokerish, macabre. I've got a, I've got a sense of humor that you'll never understand. I'm a freak. And I and you can't scare me. Yeah, I'm already you know, and uh, I, yeah, I don't like that. Don't like that. Um, I couldn't. I, they, they'd have no mercy. Yeah, There's no, they've got no reason to have mercy on me because they're already kind of mistreated. They. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder who's the closest. They'd be well within their rights to, to hate me. Yeah. Well, do you think it's because they're mistreated? Uh, do you think kind of they're they're angry that's... because they're beaters? Because they're beaters, yeah, that's right. Beater cucks. They're beater cucks. Nobody says cuck anymore. No? Wasn't that a wave that we rode there for 
probably the like was that a full Trump presidency worth of cucks? Yeah, I think we, we hit had cuck, to deal with. We hit then... cuck pretty hard. Then Simp had a much lower, you know, life mm, half life. life. And yeah. now, and now we're just back. We've hit. We've come back to home. Homeostasis has brought us back to just using regular words. Occasionally, we'll say <laughs> cuck and simp just as a joke to be like make yeah, make fun of just ourselves. Just to feel a little nostalgic thrill. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but for a simpler, simpler, simpler or calcular time. Yeah, um, it it is funny because it, when you said the Joker, you actually made me feel like they are kind of like the they're like the incels of the animal world, even mm. though they they actually do way more fucking. They actually do. I bet they do. Yeah. I bet they do, and I bet they love it. Yeah. Oh, they absolutely love it. Um, Thank you. Thank you, Indiana. Um, Indiana just brought me a coffee because she just returned home. Holy Yeah, so shit things are about to get pretty balls. wild as we wrap this episode up. Um, wait, so... Um, I think we're done, think, though. Yeah, Mouth Hunters, that was... All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Alistair, that's a season three idea through and through. Oh, yeah. Hello. All right. Well, then. <laughs> oh, no, wait, are we season three or are we season two still? Uh, we're season three. Okay. Um... Uh, Alistair, uh, we should also mention that uh, Stupid Old Studios is having a fundraiser to help the studio move to a new location. Bigger, better things. We've been forced out of our uh, current location in Brunswick because they are building two enormous apartment buildings right next to us, which is going to take two years of construction noise and we won't be able to use the studio or the podcasting booth or anything. Not that we've been able to get in there for a while, but we're on the verge of being able to be back. Right. And we will be back for the 300th episode. Right before they shut it down. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. The studio, it would be so great to be podcasting as they knocked the building down around us. That's not what's happening. They're not going to. No, that's actually what we're trying to avoid by moving. But apparently, but it seems like moving is unbelievably expensive and having to fit out another place and everything like that. So uh, I'll put a link to the fundraiser, the Indiegogo. We already reached our first target, but we need a lot more money. So if you are able to chip in, no pressure, but if you can and you want to do, but if you can't or don't want to, I, I would advise against yeah, it. And um, please go about your day. Please. And I hope it's wonderful. Oh, my gosh. Alistair, do you want to take us through the sketch ideas? And I'm I'm a little scared. Yeah, it's all good. Um, there's the 60-minute parenting, which is somebody realizing that, you know, it, it could be Tim Ferriss. It could be somebody, a Tim Ferriss-style person, like the four-hour work week mm. guy, uh, who's fi- figured out that you actually can just parent in... You do most, you know, it's like an 80-20 rule. You know, you can get 80% of your parenting done in about 20 minutes. And 80% is an HD. Yeah, so. that's right. And so, and they realize in 20 HD, minutes. HD, hot dad. And so this is for dads who want to get out of there, but um, also want to get basically most of your their parenting done before they go. Mm. You know, they want, they don't want to be bad parents, but they also want to be out of there. So... They, you know, it's it's a lot of terror based uh, drug experimentation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> big shock, um, shock lessons yeah. that are, have a big impact. These are these are the things that get you eighty percent of the way there. Yeah, that's right. You got to focus on the biggest it's, parenting return for the yeah. smallest input. It's a heavy. It's heavy on the trauma in order to. It's a trauma based <laughs> education. <laughs> but you know, often when yeah, isn't PTSD the inability to 
not forget something in in a very intense and way. That and sounds then, like a, a lesson well learned to me. That's right. And so, now, of course, now PTSD isn't in itself bad. It's only because the memories are bad. But if we use the same mm. processes, Pro- post terrific stress <laughs> disorder. Um. So we got that. Then we got the swallowed razor blade surgery with magnets. <laughs> wow. Wasn't expecting to hear those words again so soon. Yeah. Then we got, uh, yeah. then we got tiny microscopic dogs for hurting viruses and the mm. opportunity for a new babe movie there. Yeah. Um, that'll do, Pug. And then we got floppy disk punk. This is... Uh, you know, over the years, we've come up with a fair few punks. Flunk, they'll call oh, it. Oh, yeah, that's definitely what they'll call it. You won't be able to stop them from calling it that. Um, then we got The Untanglers. Oh, it's the it's the documentary on... <laughs> the guy who untangles Yeah, shit. but, you know, on, on, on the yeah. beginnings of the untangling industry. Mm-hmm. And then we've got... It's a, it's a sort of an associated one, but this is uh, un, Untangler Saves World After Geostorm. That was your idea that I didn't um, listen to, and I'm really sorry. Yeah, no, that's all right. I mean, I think what'll be really great a great metaphor because the best um, movies, their form uh, reflects their message. Right. And there's a you know, there's a broader metaphorical point that's made. So as you are trying to find the origin of the surname Untangler, you are in a way following threads yourself back to their origin. The key challenge in untangling plus geostorms mm, yes then we got the subatomic bigot the guy who's just a all the best movies have a geostorm <laughs> i love the word you know i hadn't thought about that geostorm is such a fun one because it geo implies implies land but then also is a geostorm like a an underground storm i don't know I know all I know is there was a movie called Geostorm. Yeah. It came out about two years ago with um that guy, Jared Butler. Really? It feels like it would be beneath a, a, a butler, but you know, I suppose Butler, you know, hasn't uh, had that much on. Yeah, I, no, I think that's um I think that's right in his wheelhouse, to be honest. Oh right. Well, I think maybe because I only saw him in that movie with uh, Natalie Portman, where he goes, "I'm a fucking caveman." Because I'm a fucking caveman. Was that Geostorm? No, no, no. Some movie with Natalie Portman. No. Oh, right. Who I don't think is in Geostorm. Um, all right. And then we got uh, Podcasting Jacket and then Mouth Hunters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you know, and I think, you know, whilst Podcasting Jacket is mostly an idea for podcast wear, um, I think it would be a funny sketch. I and I, I think there'd probably be some really good fabric choices that you could make that would have the minimum rustle. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, less rustle. Um, there's also some staffing choices that you could make to have less rustle. Mm, well, I mean, uh, like, gamey gamey game is going to have less rustle. Yeah, that's now true. that Ben Russell is no longer a Alistair. Are, are you in line for that? Spot no, you know, the, you're not uh, the first person who's asked me that. I don't think I, I. I don't imagine they're going for another regular one, but I, you know, maybe they are. Um, um, 
but I, I think they'll go ro- rotating co-hosts. But I, out I of respect for great choice, out of respect for Ben Russell, I couldn't possibly take the role. I uh, even if even if it was offered uh, to me, um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think those shoes can be filled by uh, by a mere man such as myself. And I and I would hate to be the you know oh the poor man's a poor a poor man's ben Russell. Russell. Compared to, and know, I think Russell was the only thing that elevated me on that episode on those shows. Well, if ever I, I, think got, I think if ever I, selling yourself if short. ever I was at all airborne. <laughs> all right, all right, let's, uh, let's get out of the, We're all done. We need damp, 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 Thank you so much for listening to In The Think Tank. We like that you did that thing to us and with us and for us and indeed, for that matter, of us. Uh, please continue to be uh, yourselves and live your lives mm-hmm. unfettered by regret. That's right. Un- unlike us who are going into this 300th episode, cannot feel nothing mm. but. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun regret. <laughs> The mm-hmm. most fun, regretful thing we've ever had to do. Uh, yes. Uh, and um, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. He's at Alistair TB. Yeah. We are at Two in Tank. Two in the Tank. And, uh, two in Tank. You know, we are working on a show for the Comedy Festival next year. Get interested in that. Start building start, up your juices. Yeah. Start, start um, allowing the hype to grow naturally. We're planting that hype yeah. seed. The, the show is called um, My Client My. is Innocent. And each word is an in inverted commas independently. Yeah, that's right. And we're two lawyers. Um, and we are, yes. And it's going to be Rep- a really something. We're representing a man who's stolen a hat. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> well, allegedly. Uh, okay. And um, that, yeah, I reckon, we're, I reckon we're done here, Alistair. Cool. You got anything to no, add? No, we better wrap it. Check out the stupid old uh, fundraiser in the description yeah. if you're able. And you know what? Check yourselves out. You know, give yourself a moment. Yeah. Take care. In the show notes. In the show notes. And we... <laughs> found, I found myself love. in the show notes of the Two in the Think Tank <laughs> episode. See you later. We love you. You. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.